and welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Marendi Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi everyone, welcome to our latest Authentic Healthpreneur podcast episode. My guest today is Vanessa Nixon. And she is a traditional naturopath and her business is called Herbs of Grace. And she's here to share her journey of how she came to be working in her business. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be having this conversation today. Yes, because I think I've interviewed a lot of women, but I think you're my first naturopath. So that's really exciting because I'm oh, really wonderful. Yeah, super keen to get a very big cross section of women in different health um, modalities so that, you know, we can be inspiring more than just the mainstream health profession. So thank you so much for um, wanting to share your story with me today. Absolutely. So I guess firstly, just want to share with everyone, you know, you're a naturopath, but what made you choose to become a naturopath? Was it something you were naturally drawn to or was it something you kind of discovered in another way about? Uh, yeah, that's a great story. Thanks for asking. Um, I actually had um, no inclination to go into this line of work at all. Um, however, I came to it through my own journey of healing myself of chronic illness. Yeah. And that began when I was uh, a teenager, actually. And I grew up eating not the best diet a lot of junk food, a lot of processed packaged foods, things that I now consider not actually food at all, just food-like substances. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so by the time I was in my late teens, I was uh, getting sick all the time. I caught every cold, every cold turned into bronchitis, and I was sick, I was sick for six to eight weeks at a time. This was happening, you know, four or six times a year. So I was virtually sick all the time. Uh, And in my early 20s, by then I had been chronically ill for, you know, seven years or so. And I had been prescribed uh, antibiotics daily. So for years, I was taking daily antibiotics, which had totally uh, decimated my gut flora, um, and my immunity was just kind of in this downward spiral. And yeah. so I was getting sicker and sicker. Um, one day, a friend of mine noticed that I was taking antibiotics all the time and asked me why. And I, I 
told him the story. And he asked me a question that nobody had ever asked before. He asked, is it helping? (laughs) Just that simple question. And I had never considered that myself. I had just always just done what I was told. And um, so that kind of opened my mind to the the reality that it was not helping. And if it was not helping, maybe something else would. And he said that when he got sick, he went to see an herbalist and he would introduce me if I would like. So sure enough, in a week or so, I was sick again. And I went to see this herbalist. She gave me an herbal formula for respiratory conditions. And I was well in two weeks. Wow. which was astonishing to me. I had never experienced such a short uh, recovery time. And it, I was hooked at that point. I wanted to know everything there was to know about herbal medicine. And then that led me to uh, want to know about uh, nutritional healing and other forms of natural healing, other modalities, um, which then led me to get my degree as a traditional naturopath. Awesome. Yeah. I find that sometimes people, yeah, find their profession due to their own um, health issues that they've had. So that's amazing. So what made you decide to go out your own and start your own business? I know with your type of profession, it's not a mainstream modality that you would find at a medical center or, you know, working Mm -hmm. in, you know, a multidisciplinary health clinic. So is that the reason why you started out on your own? Uh, there are a couple of reasons that is one of them, you know, focusing on, um, not only alternative health, but some of the alternative modalities that are even more alternative, (laughs) like, um, you know, I, I work a lot with not only herbal medicine, but flower essences and homeopathy and energy exercises. Um, and so, yes, it's, it's definitely not conventional, um, not mainstream, And also as a mom of three uh, daughters who were very young at the time, I wanted to to do my business on my own terms. I wanted to be able to make my own schedule. And really I started out in this particular line of work because I wanted the confidence to know how to keep myself healthy and my family, especially my children healthy. And then from there, um, you know, I branched out into taking on clients, but really it started out by, you know, I just wanted to be empowered with this knowledge. And then as my children got older and I, and I had more time, I realized, you know, I want to share this with, with other people. And so, but I want to do it on my own terms. Yeah. It's always on your own terms. You don't want to be told (laughs) how to consult with your clients, do you? Exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the positives you found for running your own business? You've just mentioned some there where you wanted to be able to be there for your daughters, but what are some other things you've discovered? Uh, Well, definitely, uh, you know, there are some uh, advantages as far as not having a lot of overhead. You know, I've always had a a home office. um, So, you know, I haven't ever had to um, have that financial overhead. Um, And also, I think for me, the, the time management has just been 
the, the biggest advantage, you know, to be able to make those decisions, you know, when I want to schedule clients, when I don't, what kind of a, a, um, a, a daily schedule that I want uh, for my business so that I have the time to do the things that I want to do, you know, at home. Yeah. And you have that work-life balance. Yeah. So what would you say are some of your negatives of running your own business? Uh, well, they're definitely, you know, on the flip side, uh, not having a, an office or a practice in a medical center or in a um, where I can be seen, yeah. you know, out in the public definitely is a disadvantage. Um, and I would say that even though I love working at home, I do have to be really, really careful not to let that run over <laughs> into, <laughs> into, you know, and just take over my life. Yeah. Distractions. Oh, I better yes. go and do a load of washing or <laughs> exactly. Go and watch some TV <laughs> or, or, or on, on the other hand, stay in my office all day when I really should be going and taking care of other things or, yeah. you know, doing self-care and all of the things that I work with my clients on, you know, it's easy to just say, Oh, I can just run into my office and get this done yeah. and then be in there for hours. Yeah. And get, yeah, totally there. Yeah. It's a common theme, isn't it? Um, it is <laughs> sometimes. Well, some people I've had, you know, they have like a separate building out the back, like a little bungalow or I had mm -hmm. a friend and they had an upstairs downstairs and they lived upstairs and their office was downstairs. And um, she was a feng shui consultant and she deliberately made the choice that she would exit her front door at the top of the house to go down and then enter in the back door of her office so that she knew she was, you know, leaving home to go to work or leaving work to go home and actually would have that distinguishable um, cutoff mm -hmm boundary whereas it's so hard that you know if your home office is in your main living area or is just a room next mm -hmm. to the kitchen or whatever you can oh yeah I'll just sneak in and do some work so right <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so I guess thinking back to when you started out in business what do you wish you had have known then that you know now mm, that's a great question and I think for me, because I was starting out at the same time that my children were young and my children were my primary focus, yeah. um, I wish that I had gotten some help so that I didn't feel like I was the only one doing it all. Yeah. You know, I think... It, uh, uh, I wish that I had just had the foresight to say, you know, even though I'm just starting out and I'm not making a lot of money right now, this is really important so that I can, um, number one, you know, be able to delegate things. Uh, and number two, um, I think that would have just set up my business uh, a lot quicker and more efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that that's something that, a lot of new entrepreneurs, especially women, struggle with is the need to do everything on your own. Yeah. <laughs> and in the very beginning, um, 
Well, I have three branches of my business, um, the natural health, natural beauty and natural movement. Mm -hmm. And I, in the natural beauty branch, I have um, my own line of handcrafted natural cosmetics. And that was the branch that I was focusing on when my children were very young. And I really felt like I had to do it all for it to get done correctly, yeah. you know, for it to get done the right way. And I wish I at that time would have been able to let go of the perfectionistic <laughs> tendencies that I had yes, yes. <laughs> a lot sooner because um, that would have made things so much easier to be able to delegate some of those tasks that really, I really didn't need to do. Yeah. I, I definitely could have had somebody else doing many of those things. <laughs> yeah. All in hindsight. Hey, <laughs> yes. Yes. So how do you manage work life? So you just said that sometimes you can, you know, be a bit naughty. Mm-hmm. Do we say naughty and go, oh, I'm just going <laughs> to into the office and do a quick work. And then you find out you're there for hours. How do you try to manage your work life balance? What kind of strategies do you have in place to make sure mm. that you have time out for yourself right. and for your family? Yeah. So um, for me, um, I had mentioned that, um, you know, I like to do things kind of, you know, on my own terms and in my own time frame. And so for me, what that looks like is I don't like a nine to five work day that makes me feel really overwhelmed and stressed and tired. I like to have lots of spaciousness throughout my day. So my number one strategy for work-life balance is to, um, to block in, even if it's only a few minutes between every work block, you know, so I might have a meeting that lasts an hour. So I make sure that I have half an hour before the next thing that I'm going to do so that I can have a bathroom break so I can, you know, get something to eat if it's, you know, uh, that time of day. Um, And also movement. Yeah. So I make sure that in those, those uh, time blocks that, that I block in me time in the day that I do some kind of movement. Um, And because, you know, part of my business is about movement, I'm a professional belly dance instructor. And so dancing for me is key. And even if I, I can only do it for two minutes, I make sure that I get those in, you know, several times a day so that I can move my body, release any stress or overwhelm that might have built up and just, you know, let go of tension and do what I need to do to take care of myself and have those little self-care practices scheduled in throughout every day. I love the idea of movement. I have another client um, who does the same thing. She um, loves dancing, Latin dancing. So Mm -hmm. when she's in between clients and things like that, she'll do a bit of a dance Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the blood flowing. It does. I call them my, my five minute dance breaks and I schedule several in every day. And it does it, it, you know, not only is good exercise, um, but it does just help your body to release, you know, whatever might be stuck or, you know, building up. Yeah. So it's a great practice. Good advice. Um, So of course we're, well, are we out the other side of COVID? I don't know. But of course, we were all in for some very long um, lockdowns, 
you know, across the world. How did COVID affect your business and was it in a good or bad way? And did you have to pivot or recreate yourself at all? Uh, you know, it was really interesting because it was right at the beginning of COVID that um, I had the opportunity to really focus on my business again after, you know, having raised my children, you know, for the previous 20 years, I finally was at that point where I could really focus on my business. And I had all of these plans, (laughs) which I then had to rearrange and pivot. Um, One of the the biggest things that I had to do differently was uh, my belly dance classes, because they were all in person. Yeah. And I always had excuse me, I always had um, students in my belly dance classes who would come back every every class that I offered. But when I had to pivot to doing it online, it really lost something, you know, because there's just something about getting together with other women in community um, that it's really hard to do online. Yeah, totally. So I guess then with your belly dancing, have you been able to start classes up again or is that something you've kind of not doing anymore and you're focusing on your other services you offer now i'm continuing to do my classes online and i um i'm considering doing some local in-person classes again or also kind of thinking about how i could create a hybrid yeah of the two yeah okay so What's the future hold for you and your business? Are there ideas, projects you're wanting to implement? Um, I have all kinds of ideas and <laughs> projects that I would like to implement. <clears throat> um, you know, right now I've been, I've been focusing on my one-to-one client work. Yep. And um, in the background, I have been creating a group program that I would like to launch either later this year or next year. And I have a, uh, an online summit that I'm co-hosting in the fall that I'm really excited about. And I'm also writing a book, which should launch by the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) And are we allowed to know what the book's about? The book is about my work. Um, The working title is Menomorphosis. Uh, ritual spells and uh, natural remedies for the menopausal journey. Wow, sounds amazing. I need to put you in touch with one of my friends. Um, She's a big advocate for menopause as well, but her background isn't health at all. She did a health management course, but her background is communication and um, she runs some seminars here in Australia. So yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I would love to be in touch. Yeah. No worries. All righty. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your story about how you got to be a naturopath. And um, yeah, just, I guess, coming and yeah, inspiring other women to start their own business too, if they've been umming and ahhing and toing and froing about whether or not to do it. I'm hoping that some of the tips and hints that you've provided from your own experience will help inspire other women. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. Thank you so much. 
You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars, and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another and celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, AuthenticHealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one-on-one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.